0: So I'm gonna go into the intro now.
1: All right, get it.
0: Hey, you're listening to Hip Squared. I'm your co-host John Beecham, and I'm Troy Kramer. And this is American Fantastic's pop culture podcast, celebrating everything from the mainstream to the independent, weird, old, and local. Troy, how's it going?
1: Uh, it's going pretty great. Had a good weekend. Uh, we talked about gp louisville bit last week
0: yeah that's the Um, magic the gathering tournament
1: correct the uh the big magic the gathering tournament that happened in louisville
0: um i was wondering why i saw these people with like giant wands and like robes hanging out (laughs) around bartstown road i thought they were just hippies but i guess they were wizards
1: um yes the uh the there is there was actually a bit of cosplay surprise uh funny enough uh planeswalkers and characters from the games but yeah yeah i'm was, glad
0: you went because i was having a weekend where i needed a little bit of rest so i was i was i'd was, I bowed out just okay to prevent myself from burning myself out but you I'm took, glad you you took to the break
1: that i really needed yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was working twice as hard for the both of us um i'll give you a quick summary uh there's a big magic tournament this weekend mm-hmm. In a format that I couldn't play, so uh, I played, did so, you know
0: that going in that you wouldn't be able to? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, so it wasn't I, a disappointment. It
1: wasn't a disappointment. I was expecting this. I played what are known as side events the whole time. Uh, I had a pass that was a hundred dollars to enter uh, to let me play all the side events I wanted to. Cool. Uh, ended up doing pretty well. Uh, nice. one ended up getting a box of magic cards valued around 150 dollars.
0: Oh, nice! Card. So in a way, you kind of made your money back.
1: Yeah, totally. That's neat. I, I profited. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so it was a good weekend. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, uh, that's the box over there. Actually, yeah, cool. There's yeah. a
0: box. Traceable. It says Eternal
1: Masters Magic: The
0: Gathering. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a neat little. It looks like it's got a cool little shape. So that's. Is that what you would call, like, a set or, like, a bunch of things that they would come out in one year? Like, what would be in that little...
1: So, that's um, a small set that they came out with that has a whole bunch of cards from Magic's past. um, And they're all very expensive cards. Like, that has a lot of expensive cards compared to most sets that come out. Did you meet any interesting people or get to play against anybody that you
0: thought was kind of, like, cool or, like, at least, like interesting <laughs> well no because they were
1: all playing in the main event uh, <laughs> i did get to i was starting a, a which modern like, event and i saw joe Lissette set down the table i was like okay. oh cool so he's he was one of the the guys i talked about last yeah, week he yeah. ended up finishing in 30th okay uh in the overall tournament it was over For what i saw it was about 1600 people signed okay. up for the event so being uh,
0: in the top 30 is pretty pretty, to pretty
1: awesome yeah. um in the finals it was reed duke that uh took home the trophy okay he's a magic pro um Third place was Brian Bonduian, who is the Magic World Champion. That is an this year. awesome
0: name. Brian Bronduin. Brian Bonduian. Brian Bonduian, magic player and supervillain extraordinaire. Right?
1: <laughs> he kind of looks like a supervillain because uh, he has has his head shaved okay. and he's very serious all the time. Yeah. Um, and you His said name is BBD.
0: And like when they're in that very high final rounds, it's kind of like it looks like you're watching like one-on-one poker on ESPN, kind of like people wearing shades and like kind of like <laughs> the expressionless faces and just sort of like
1: Oh, it is definitely like the expressionless faces. It's all very serious. Everyone has been there. Like everyone's been playing magic the day before for about 12 hours yeah. roughly, and that day another like 9 to 8 hours. Wow. So these people are exhausted by the end yeah. of it. Part of playing magic at that level is just having the endurance. Yeah. Well, to... it's
0: not only like the endurance of being able to stay awake, but also like the focus and concentration.
1: Right, like, you can't you can't just kind of like zone out. You have to be totally. Do focused. they do?
0: Are they so serious? Like, because I know in some. Um, e-game like e mm-hmm. like you're now tested for adderall or like i don't know if they <laughs> like do they do anything like that for magic or is it like not as big of a deal yet? um <laughs> it's
1: not as big of a deal yet they don't do any kind of drug testing okay. um
0: so people are just probably like slamming red bulls and like
1: yeah uh <laughs> nice. energy drinks and sugar definitely uh yeah. Definitely abound. Um, I had one. I was playing against one guy, at, like my small mm-hmm. side tournament, that was pounding energy drinks the whole time. Wow. So, and it's just that's how uh, <laughs> yeah. people like stay on their edge and keep their keep their game up. So, yeah. but no, it was really well. I went three oh one, so I okay. won my first three. Like, um, I played in side events that were four rounds, and three of them I won the first three rounds, and then drew with the guy in the last so round. So,
0: does drawing mean like you both defeated each other at the exact same round, or like just you? ended with the same level of, like, score, like, health, or whatever you call it. So
1: normally it would be... uh, What tends to happen when you normally draw is you go to time. Mm -hmm. um, Magic rounds are timed for 50 minutes. Uh, If you're both, you know, one and one at the end of that 50 minutes, uh, it's a draw.
0: Oh, I see. So it's kind of like they give you 50 minutes to play, Mm -hmm. and, like, you'll... Okay. Is there... And I guess, like, that's enough to finish at least one
1: game. Like, you would never... So, yeah, so 50 minutes is normally enough to finish a match. If you're okay. not finishing a match in 50 then minutes. Then probably like
0: somebody's just stalling or like. Somebody can
1: be stalling. Sometimes the games just go really long because yeah. of what's of the play that's happening. Um, what I actually did was I intentionally drew in the last round because okay. the prize support between first place was like um, essentially $100 and second place mm-hmm. was $50. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll take the middle.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not
1: as big of a deal for I'll you. Take to the athlete. middle ground, yeah. yeah. So. That's smart. So, yeah. That's
0: neat. Did you do anything like anything that made you feel clever like any kind um, of like
1: neat um,
0: or lucky things that happened
1: or- there was one game it's hard to describe to 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 the, layman, to the layman but there was one one game where i made one uh made my opponent really mad oh, yeah <laughs> by um you have so okay in magic you have a resource that you need to work with called mm-hmm. lands and yeah. i'll just keep it at that um most games you accumulate land throughout the game uh one of the big things that's nice about magic is how it's played randomness can make it so that you get more lands or Mm. you get less lands and that can affect you i played one game where i just stopped my opponent from getting that resource and they weren't able to do anything the entire game them off from so there's cards
0: that can Prevent another player from getting those lands, right? Or
1: just or get rid of them yeah, after yeah. they've gotten. Them. Okay, yeah,
0: so. I can imagine that would be frustrating because like every time you have a cool card, th- but then you can't play it, because right? Because you don't have the the resource that you need,
1: right? There's a saying in Magic that um there is only a finite amount of fun that can be had of, out of any match of uh, yeah. Magic. I want to have all of it. <laughs> oh, I, I don't want my opponent <laughs> to have any of that fun. It's all mine. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So so that's how my weekend went. How about your weekend? How was, uh, it? How was it? My weekend was.
0: Actually, fairly chill. Like, I got to um hang out and go running a lot and relax. I got st- our podcasts oh, yeah. up on the website. So Woo-hoo! now you have two ways to listen to Hip Squared. Um, you can do it on SoundCloud or you can do it on AmericanFantastic.com. There's a little audio and podcast section. Yeah. Just stream it like that, or you can use the SoundCloud app. Um, got to play a little D like dm for my Ooh. first time
1: oh that's exciting so that was neat uh do you have some awesome voices
0: uh yeah actually i did like a goblin voice for these go- goblins that got tied up by the player characters um <laughs> his fantastic name, his name was flavin <laughs> flavin the goblin yeah. but it was like i i was dming i've never dm before i've never actually like played a legit like i've tried playing a few rounds of D D, but it never like We never got into it. Never, never was, like, a really good group. Okay. So I'm still fairly much of a novice, but what I did is I over-prepared for the combat and then, like, under-prepared for whatever (laughs) So the story? So there were times it was, like, loading screen where, like, I'm (laughs) reading the gaming module and trying to figure out, like... What I'm supposed to tell these people is like, okay, what is this goblin supposed to know right now? And like, instead of just being able to spontaneously spout things off,
1: oh okay, like, I had
0: to kind of figure out like, okay, what can I get away with? That
1: that sounds like my class where I'm trying to figure out like what I can yeah. have, what I need to have prepared for the class I think, before I start.
0: Luckily, I think everybody had a good time, and well, we were good. at least able to like, I was able to run around a combat like with like following the conventions of the game. Good. I think I might have been too generous with my XP and like.
1: Oh, okay. But, uh... That's, that's nice because you're the DM. You can but I can also, like, go
0: back and tell them, like, hey, guys, uh, like, at the very beginning of the next round, here's what I messed up, and here's how we're gonna, like, yeah. do it from now on. Uh,
1: what... Yeah. what so, are you playing... Five? We're playing 5th Edition, fifth which edition, is, okay. um, The newest edition. Yeah,
0: so... It is still kind of complicated, just because it's a board game with a lot of rules, but... It's a very it's a very streamlined version of Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. And for me, like the combat mechanics are fairly, at least for now with low level characters easy to understand. That's good. And it gives you a lot of room to like role play and be imaginative, which I feel like. So like half of Dungeons and Dragons is the rules and the structure and like kind of the story, but then the right. other half is like being very creative and imaginative. and so it's kind of like a structured form of pretend for adults mm-hmm. which is neat. Um, yeah, no, that's, I like that's that great. aspect of it and I look forward and I've played a bunch of computer games Dungeons and Dragons so I had like that bare bones understanding of the mm-hmm. rules but now it's like executing it isn't something that I am actually having to like be the computer that figures things out right. little, and like the other thing that's cool is you can't get out of a computer game is like that human interaction and just mm-hmm. being able to kind of like make up your own dialogue on the fly and like that's yeah. really neat too Yeah,
1: you can, you can have more natural reactions and talk uh, between people Exactly. Sounds like we had good weekends.
0: Yeah, we did have good
1: weekends. Let's talk about um something that's going on this week right now that we totally should have talked about last week so that yeah. people could have actually you know listened to the podcast and, and then and then went forward and well, we looked we into let them this. in on the
0: magic grand piece so yeah. that's what our imaginary fandom was busy doing
1: <laughs> right so so um this week uh this week it started January eighth. Uh, 2017 was the beginning of AG, AGDQ or Awesome Games Don't Quick. Okay. Um, so Awesome Games Don't Quick is a semi-annual speed-running a okay. um, where a bunch of different people from across the world, across the U.S. come together mm. to speed-run or play really fast these old games. So, okay. um, you'll see, and it's mostly older games, uh, mm. you'll see some newer games, but there's, uh, there will be a speed run of the original Super Mario Brothers. There was a speed run of Mario Kart earlier. Yeah. Uh, there's a speed run of the Sonic games. There's a speed, run, oh, a speed of... run. of
0: Sonic games. That's kind of like a speed run times two, since the game itself is so
1: fast. <laughs> right. Right. There's um, I... at night they have uh, speed runs of like these really old bad games, it's really funny. Oh,
0: that's okay. So people that know how to be the bad games, but like, how many? I wonder too. Like when they. I, I don't know if... I guess the option would be whatever you want to do, but is there, a, like, a distinguishing between, like, people that are playing really, really well and, like, people that are just, like, glitching the game
1: to get past things? Are you allowed to kind of, like, do both, or...? So it depends on... So a lot of them will actually have two separate categories. So okay. you'll, have your, you'll have your 100%... Um, what is it your 100% Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time okay. right and then you'll have your glitch Ocarina, uh, Legend okay. of Zelda Ocarina so of Time so it's kind
0: of right? like it's own category that's neat Yeah. and is it a competitive or are there people like uh, trying of, to beat
1: yeah so a lot of times it'll be like two runners running at the same time and okay. they'll be racing each uh, other oh that
0: would be fun so like and this is kind of like live streaming on YouTube or
1: like uh, yeah it's on twitch.tv okay. uh, if you go to twitch.tv it's probably one of the top uh, videos right now and I believe it goes till Sunday okay. uh, like the 14th or something like that. That's neat. Um, But yeah, so I am particularly excited because tonight is the... Super Mario Sunshine speed run. <laughs> That's me. The GameCube.
0: The yeah, GameCube Mario that was game. Like, I remember you playing that. I guess you would have been like what, like seven
1: or eight when that game was big. Probably yeah. That sounds about right. Okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was back in like two thousand, early two thousands. Yeah. Okay. And I loved that game as a kid. It was a great yeah, game. It was that's really the hard. one <laughs> Mario
0: game that I never got into because I never had a GameCube when it was new. Oh yeah. And um, the other thing too is like it's kind of like the least conventional of the yes. main Mario series just because yes. you're like going around with a
1: backpack strapped to your back and like spraying water everywhere right and it's also so what people don't know about this game is like mm-hmm. yeah it's that one with the water jet they don't know it's a really hard game yeah, so it,
0: it's like much harder like a Super Mario 64 I feel like most people that just like kept playing it would eventually beat it. Like you don't mm-hmm. have to beat every level to right. beat the game. Like you can beat Bowser with only beating like two thirds of the levels. But... Right.
1: And it's the same it's the same for Super okay. Mario Sunshine. But there's I remember as a kid, like as a seven or eight year old kid when mm-hmm. I played this, I didn't beat the game for the longest time. Uh. Because you need to beat one particular level and it was really hard. You just couldn't get past it. And I could not get past it. And to this day, it's like getting through that level is tricky. Just because yeah. it's a you have to like run around and spray a whole bunch of things really okay. fast, and I just could not get it for the life of that's me. Amazing. So
0: like for the speedrunners, it's like they just have to beat it the first time through and not yeah. like have to do it over and over again, and that'll be the kind of like, because that's interesting too when you're talking about speedruns for like lo- for longer games, because mm-hmm. I feel like for. NES game, like old school Nintendo games like Super Mario 1 you could probably get through it I imagine like a half an hour 45 minutes if
1: you really knew what you were doing like the original one on the yeah. NES or maybe even faster if oh you know you don't, do zones. you know what the record is for the original no, Super Mario Brothers on the NES I just heard them talking about it it's 4 minutes 55, 56 seconds okay
0: because <laughs> so I know there's a couple warp zones in the original Nintendo yeah but I guess it would still have you to be like constantly holding down B running through every single level and then going through all the warp zones never dying mm-hmm. and maybe don't. like bouncing off of things in creative ways, or, like... <laughs> um,
1: yeah, it's a lot of, like, getting through those warp those warp zones in the back, and then just, like, backdooring your way through a lot of... It. Don't quote me on that, because yeah. I might be talking about the wrong game. They did... There was it's one of the Mario games though. that was, like, 4 minutes, 5 seconds... Or, 4 minutes, yeah, 56 yeah. 50, seconds.
0: Either one is impressive. I figure, like, the first... Like, the older games, you'd have to be a virtuoso at, so mm-hmm. play very well, making no mistakes, but also... I imagine eventually you would be like practice and memorization. Yes. Whereas with the longer games, it's like you can't practice and memorize everything. I feel like you would just have to get so good at it and play through it so many times, mm-hmm. you just knew the most efficient ways. So one of the
1: really interesting ones that I watched last year was a Halo run because man, I've never seen somebody headshot yeah. like that Every that consistently. Enemy that it they're... was insane. <laughs> it was just like run around a corner, headshot, headshot, yeah. headshot. I was like ah. <laughs> so no. Um. Anyways, so I didn't even mention one of the big. The big reason for these for this um, uh, awesome games done quick. Uh, each year they host a different um, foundation. Okay. Um, this year it's prevent the Prevent Cancer Foundation. a foundation started in 1985 for the prevention of cancer. They help people get screenings, mm-hmm. um, raise awareness. Uh, Current and AGDQ has currently raised over 350 thousand dollars this oh. is like two or three days into this Very event cool. um they've done they've raised money for doctors without borders in the past okay. uh they'll do a different group but it every tends year. to be yeah mm-hmm. every year um it's, so
0: it's good that they're focusing on like things that are non-controversial like health organizations right like you can't really be against <laughs> preventing right. cancer. <laughs> right right but it's, it's cool like that they do it for a good cause and um, bring a lot of people in because i 'm sure like it 's good for them because it helps people know like what you know twitch t v or like mm-hmm. who games and quick is, yeah, but then the fact that they 're benefiting another organization it 's like so it 's like they have good intentions too
1: mm-hmm. a lot of and um throughout the um, cast i, I don 't know a good way to describe it throughout the cast mm-hmm. they 'll have people um uh, every time somebody makes a donation, you can put like a little tag like right. hey, this is what I have to say and mm-hmm. they 'll while they're running the games, if they get to, like, a slow part, they'll say, hey, go ahead and read some donations, and people will, and they'll have a spot, uh, somebody else decide reading in the donations. People yeah, said. well, that's
0: good. That's a good incentive for people to give, and I think it's always good, you know, whether it's part of a big event like Good Games and Quick, or just, mm-hmm. you know, of your own uh, volition and motivation, like... I think it's it makes you feel good to give to a good cause and especially mm-hmm. if you give amount like a small amount that you can afford. I think a lot of people that don't have a lot to give, like they make the mistake of thinking it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. When even small donations add up, it's like you're gonna be just one of those drops in the rain bucket, but, but then you also be the entire rain bucket in a single drop if you wanna think about it that way. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, you get enough ra- uh, you get enough drops in a rain yeah, bucket yeah. you can flood it and over. And it's neat so. that it's like preventing
0: for like the cancer prevention, uh Troya and I, our mom uh, works on a mobile mammography unit mm-hmm. for uh St Elizabeth in Northern Kentucky uh, near Cincinnati, so it's what she does is she goes out in a big van on people's lunch breaks they come out and they can get their mammogram instead of having to go to the doctor or take a lot of time out of their schedules right, but it's exactly like that kind of thing that uh prevent cancer would be you know giving money to is like mm-hmm. helping people to get access to services like that, so yeah. yeah. So for a good cause, everybody. Um, Well, do you want to talk about something that's more just like selfishly entertaining? Of course. Okay. I want to
1: talk about something that's not games because I've realized we've talked about (laughs) games a lot the last like. So we'll
0: we'll break it up now. Um, Watched a BBC show that's on CISO um, that I had never seen before. It's called A Bit of Fry and Laurie, and it's a really good sketch comedy show. It's from uh, 1989, at least the first season is. Mm -hmm. And um, for those of you that. Everybody will probably know, or a lot of people will know who Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie are now, today, yes. like, Hugh Laurie is House, so anybody that watches House, M.D., mm-hmm. uh, Or
1: Stuart, Litter, Stuart Little's dad. Or Stuart Little's dad, <laughs> and in
0: House, he plays an American, correct? Like, yes. Okay. He
1: has an American, he has an American accent, which, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people that watched interviews with him after he had done yeah. House got really confused, oh, like, they why understand. is he talking in a British accent? Yeah,
0: because you, it's like, <laughs> how a person talks is so much how you associate with their character and personality, so it's neat. To see that um, and then Stephen Fry uh, I know of him more of from um, people posting clips of him from YouTube on things like reddit mm-hmm. or like he will say a lot of really like clever quippy but also kind of like very insightful things mm-hmm. and so I'll see you know like this guy in um like a nice coat um, just very plain looking but then he'll say like this really witty and but yeah like, he is very and so he's like very sassy. good internet <laughs> he's very good internet fodder that's true yeah but um before the internet. Uh, Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie did a sketch show together on the BBC Mm -hmm. and for those of you that like are fans of British sketch comedy like um, Monty Python they do the whole like women in drag are so funny still (laughs) but it's not really in a mean insulting like cruel way it's more just like just for the pure comedic value of like men dressing up as women right which can be really funny if it's done in a way that's like um not necessarily for like like what a lot of drag queens do where they're trying to look really glamorous and sexy but just to kind of like, like inhabit oh, hey, that this that man's in a dress now <laughs> yeah and <laughs> inhabiting this like other personality and kind of like poking fun at women a little bit not in like a misogynistic way I hope at least more like a yeah like a silly way like a funny like a Monty Python way it's like yeah. they're, you know they're just all in good fun and um but there's also a lot of that really witty like dr- uh, British humor like a lot of really cool wordplay. play mm-hmm.
1: British humor is something interesting because if you either like british humor or you Mm -hmm. don't there's like no in between i know abby is not does not like her british british humor it's very
0: um it's a little bit more cerebral i feel like because like to me it's kind of like somebody like reading a like like reading a book or like watching a play where like just the the level of erudition is a little bit higher Mm -hmm. but it's also very funny and and, like, clever and witty. It kind of gives me the same feeling. If you ever watch movies from the 40s or the 50s, mm-hmm. a lot of them have that, like, quick, witty, like, banter.
1: Yes. Well, that's just because they didn't they didn't really understand at the time how, I don't know, acting went. Yeah. Um, they didn't understand timing and uh, pacing. So, like, everything was like, oh, that's my line. I yeah. see my line next. It's almost like a high school play. Yeah. And that's just like, I'm putting this script in mm-hmm. front of you.
0: And, like, it's not completely naturalistic, but for sketch comedy, it really works because, um, like even in the pacing of their conversations, it's like, let's jam as many jokes in as we can. Mm -hmm. Or like, let's beat this premise into the ground because it's a really funny premise that we have to keep doing it. Yes. Um,
1: Uh, is that, uh, somewhat what Airplane does at times? Yeah. Where they'll bring up a, they'll bring up a joke and, um, the The big part about all like all this kind of humor, is very deadpan. Mm-hmm. Um, the person is almost never smiling or have any incl- in, uh, inclination yeah. that they're making a joke, well, the, which is what you should exactly. do.
0: exactly. And there's some funny, like, yeah, that's how it'll work, too. In the fiction of the sketch, it's not funny. It's just, like, right. the weird random things that are happening. This is a fact. But, this um, is the case. Yeah. There was a really funny one. Like, also, I'll give you an example of a sketch. There was one where Stephen Fry was a, uh, I think he was a clerk behind, um... Yeah, like a hotel. Okay. And this man was checking in, and he's like, Hello, my name is John. And, 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 <laughs> and Stephen Fry would like, I hope that's showing up on the mic. Your name is John. And they just dropped the pen. And so the last name is just the sound of a pen dropping. <laughs> but then it kind of goes on from there. So like, they start talking about where he's from, and then like uh-huh. the location will be like, I am from North Wind, and then he'll like slap his face a little bit like... <laughs> And, like, so, it's like, oh, I thought you were from North, like, it'll be, like, punching (laughs) him instead. So, it's it's just, it's funny because it's, like, this really, it starts out as almost, like, wordplay. Like, oh, you're just going to substitute sounds for words and, like, how's the person going to react to that? But then they throw in the whole physical Physical comedy comedy. bit. And then, like, because it's it's a BBC production, so, of course, the costumes are really cool and, like, the sets are neat. And they're not, like, overproduced, but it's like, yeah, like, they look like a hotel clerk. And the other one, I think, is supposed to be...
1: Maybe. Some traveler or tourist. yeah and
0: so it's like it's all really um well done in that in that regard too um it does tend to get not heavily political but you can definitely see there's a little edge to some of the sketches Stephen fry is
1: very political yeah if you ever follow him he is very heavily liberal yeah he's like a liberal
0: <laughs> intellectual but a very funny almost like yeah. an Amer- he's almost like what al franken is to america almost like mm-hmm.
1: the other thing is that well it, though he's, he's not a
0: politician in and of himself yeah but he's like actually, he's, a, he's
1: yeah. a liberal but he's also a very insulting liberal yeah so he would he has no qualms about like t- saying that republicans are stupid and yeah. don't know what they're talking about like mm-hmm. that is just that is most of his his uh, commentary yeah. on that so
0: like he doesn't hold back yeah, yeah. well it's funny watching in the sketch because there's a, a sketch where um hugh lowry mm-hmm. is a um he's playing a harmonica Mm-hmm. And he's on the street and um he's busking. At least he yep. says he's busking, but he's just like lying down playing harmonica with an open hat. Okay. And so uh and then Stephen Fry is this rich person who's like talking to him, but it's like trying to ask him questions and like why he needs money and like what like what are you doing? And everything is like this realm of like angry disability like what? What are you doing? <laughs> playing harmonica on the street And but he's doing it in this like shrill and he's like got the the hair comb like slicked back and like the, the overcoat it's very, like, and it's 1989. So it's like, he's definitely ridiculing like the excess of the eighties and like rich people, like, <laughs> you know, grinding the poor into the dust. And like, so it's like, there's definitely that very political bent to that sketch, mm-hmm. but it's also one of those things where it's like, it's also still a comedy sketch and never come right out and say it. It's just also like this ridiculous premise of a rich guy, like talking to a beggar on the street. And, yeah.
1: Um, So, while you were talking about that, it reminded me of the other show that Fry and Laurie are in. Oh, there's another show? There is. There's another show, and it's not actually, it's not based on them. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's based on, I think, a bunch of books or short stories called uh, Jeeves and Wooster. Okay. Which, the short stories in and of themselves are pretty funny, but... So, it's an
0: adapted thing? It's like, there's real short stories that they turned into a show? Right. Okay.
1: And Fry and Laurie just happen to be the main characters in it. Like, I think Fry is Jeeves and Wooster is Laurie... Or, no. Fry is... Uh, Wooster and Jesus Laurie. Anyways, I'd have to watch it again. I haven't seen (laughs) one is one and
0: one is the other. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're
1: the two main guys. But um, essentially, um, Laurie is this rich hoity-toity guy who um, is kind of a wuss. And um, Laurie, no, Laurie is the guy. Fry is his butler, um, or like essentially manservant that follows him around everywhere. And the whole premise of it is that. Uh, Hugh Laurie somehow keeps getting himself engaged to women okay. or married to women accidentally, <laughs> and it's um, Fry's job to get him out of that. Okay, well, that sounds like a good setup for
0: telling short stories. Or like, right? Trends, and, like,
1: <laughs> and this is all. It's it's all based in this like early or late eighteenth or uh, so. It's a low... kind of like Victorian era, yeah, like, and
0: like so like manners and and um, like propriety are very important. Exactly. Okay. That's why.
1: That's why. Like. Um, Laurie, who is this like rich hoity-toity guy, finds yeah. himself above uh, Wooster the whole That's time. That's kind of cool.
0: So. They're like, I like, I like the shows that are set in Victorian times or stories, and sometimes like they can be really good in an, of their own right. Mm-hmm. But I also like the ones where they're set in that time, but it's not so serious and like dour is what
1: actual Victorian times. Oh, it are. is. It is not at all. Yeah. It is. It is all comedy. Yeah,
0: there's a show in Comedy Central, kind of like that now, called Another Period, but it's okay. like a comedy show where they go. And, other realms of historical, oh, but uh, yeah, history times, oh. um, one other really good BBC produced show that I want to tell you about is a radio drama. Okay. Um, I found that it's just kind of poking around online for any kind of radio drama. Cause I can listen to a lot of audio where, where I work. And so it's neat to kind of like, mm-hmm. sometimes I listen to a ton of podcasts, but every once in a while I'll throw in like a radio drama or an audio book, something yeah. tells a story. Well, this is the BBC's adaptation of Homer's The Odyssey. Oh, okay. And it's uh, really well done. There is very good acting throughout it, um, and of course, since it's BBC, the entire cast is British. And for an Anglophile like me, just being able to hear people like with these cool British accents putting on this drama is really like neat in its own right. Mm-hmm. The production's really good though too. Um, like everybody's acting well. Like it's and it's not like the forced. Overacting, but it's just kind of, like, really well done. Um, there's, like, bits that are kind of funny, bits that are, um, like, more dramatic. And because it's the Odyssey and it's Homer, there's lots oh, of, yeah. like, sex that, like, you know, <laughs> behind the earbuds or whatever kind of metaphor you want for that. But it's, like, you know, this, this is constantly getting seduced by all these, like, supernatural <laughs> chicks that are after him for whatever reason, like, keeping him from getting home. But there's really good music in it. It's about three hours long. Oh, okay. Um... Brian Laura, you can get really easily legally. You can just find it on um, CISO, CISO or something. There's clips on YouTube. I'll admit I found this on a pirate website, so I don't know if like BBC will let you buy it now from iTunes mm-hmm. or maybe you might be able to find some discs online. But um, you might also be able to just stream it. I didn't check. Yeah, about that.
1: it's as hard as possible. I thought you were gonna talk about the BBC's production of what was that Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, oh, is that starting... which is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, that one's. Oh, uh, that one's been around for a is while. Is that an, now.
0: also an audio production, or is that? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's an audio. It's a uh, audio serial that mm-hmm. they made uh, a while ago. They're
0: really entertaining, and it kind of like makes me not sad for the old days, but I can definitely tell how like in the '30s, when radio. In the '40s, like before TV became a thing, like yeah, like you would get really excited if a new episode mm-hmm. um, of these radio dramas was coming out every week. Um, one last radio drama I did want to. Um, plug before we start to wrap up there's a really good one from howl um howl is an app you can download it's also scott ackerman from comedy bang bangs he has like a podcasting network of sorts and so it falls under that umbrella but it's um these are 10 minute episodes of a show called a night called tomorrow and it's like a sci-fi noir set in hollywood in the late 50s but it's got a lot of like really good top-notch comedy talent like um andy richter's in it weird al is in it. Lauren Lapkus is in it. Um, there's a lot of really good, but it's not a laugh out loud kind of show all the way through. It's like an actual old school radio oh. drama, really good production value. So okay. if you're into those kinds of radio dramas, I'm glad to see that podcasting or um, just being able to download things from the internet legally or illegally. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just good. It's a good vein to tap into. Cause it's like, I don't think a lot of people are into it. I like know how easily it is to be entertained Yeah, or know it. that it exists or know that it exists, but it's like, yeah, it's like another thing. And of course since it's audio, like you could be doing the dishes, you can be driving in your car, right. you could be at work and like um anyway, yeah, just cool to get lost in a narrative like in an actual story sometimes. Right. That's
1: why I mean, I don't know if I've told you. I've been listening to Game of Thrones. Okay. Because I just I don't think I had I'd have time to read it. So I've yeah. been listening to it on audiobook. I'm all about halfway through the second book mm-hmm. now after just listening to my car. Yeah. So And then
0: I'm actually would like to get into more like storytelling and audio production. I've dipped my mm-hmm. toes in it, um if anybody wants to listen to episodes of the American Fantastic Radio Hour I did with art FM, they're also in the audio and podcast section. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm also going to be starting or, like, beginning a project called a Man, American Fantastic Theater. Okay, yeah. Which is just kind of, like, my own audio storytelling of my stories. and So you guys can keep your ears peeled out for that. But these are the pros doing it. So, yeah. Um, but it's neat. Like, I think that storytelling is an art form of it itself. And, like, the performance yes. of it and putting your energy into it, it can really, like, add a new dimension
1: reading something is completely different from mm-hmm. um proclaiming the written word and or so
0: is being story. read too in a way right. it's almost like when you were a kid or like i remember in school like the teacher would read to us to kind of just keep us calm after lunch mm-hmm. and it was still an enriching activity so it's like it's just a good feeling having somebody tell you a story sometimes right then to like you know it's it's always fun to be reading on the page and like really getting into it but it's also cool to have like yeah, just that voice and that. That's
1: why. That's why Dungeons and Dragons is so nice, is because it is that. It's that storytelling aspect, um, either shortened down or prolonged, depending on how you look at it. So
0: exactly. Well, Troy, did you have any last things that you wanted to mention before we start wrapping up?
1: Uh, I was going to mention QI, but I'm not. I'm not going to worry okay. about it now.
0: That's cool. Um, well, yeah, we can always table that um, for another time. I remember we talked about Hanabi on a previous episode.
1: Yeah, we're going to talk about that at one point.
0: So we should, yeah, you should um, put some some of those on your, uh, on your list that we can get to so we don't have to just keep tantalizing people. But.
1: I don't know. I kind of like the idea of just saying we're going to talk about Hanabi You're next just, week, like, every episode. <laughs> <Every> it's <episode.
0: laughs> that game they keep talking about? Hanabi, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I did want to thank danosongs.com for mm-hmm. our royalty-free intro and outro music. So if you guys need music for uh, free music for a project, he uh, runs on donations, but you can find him at danosongs.com. Um, if you'd like to support our show, the best way to do that is uh, tell a friend, share on Facebook, uh, like us on SoundCloud. Yeah. You can also donate to us on Patreon. Um, that just cover, helps us cover our production costs and helps American Fantastic uh, grow in the future. Um, and always, if you're looking for something else to do besides just listen to things, AmericanFantastic.com, lots of cool stories on there. Uh, poetry, art, video. It's not just my projects, but also a lot of like great um, artists in L- Louisville's. So people like Yoko Molotov or uh, my good friend Maple Needler has a, um, s- some cool video on there and it's starting a blog. So, yeah, there's all kinds of things to do on American Fantastic besides just listen to our voices. Um, Troy, anything else that you would like
1: to say? Uh, I think I'm good. I think we're heading on out.
0: All right, well, we'll catch you next time on Hip Squared. Toodles. Toodles.